Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to and I'm going to complain about the weather again today because it's minus three outside and it's not much warmer in here hence the joggy bottoms and the shell again but today's workout should hopefully get me nice and warm because what we're going to do is we're going to row for 30 minutes but it's not really going to be a 30 minute row because what we're going to do is incorporate our four minute warm up into that 30 minutes then we're going to take a one minute break then we're going to row for four minutes take a one minute break and keep on going through this and then we're going to finish with a five minutes solid to kind of mean that within this half hour worth of uh, workout we're going to be rowing for 25 minutes in total which if you're doing the zero to hero workout will be the longest that you've spent rowing all right so I hope that kind of makes sense as to how we're going to do the row we're going to keep it down at a nice low intensity because you know how I do these I like to take you up in duration before I start to get increase intensity that said we're also going to go up to a tiny little bit faster in terms of stroke rate so most of these low intensity things I tend to do run about 20 strokes a minute today I'm going to do it around about 22 strokes a minute which is a little bit faster but it's not as fast as I'm talking okay because I'm talking this quick so I want to get into the row because I'm so cold so <laughs> that's what we're going to do intensity wise run about five to six out of ten um, so it's that kind of a little bit faster than warm-up possibly uh, but still at a point where you would be able to talk the whole way through if I ever gave you room to talk back at me, all right? So let's get into our warm-up. But before that, we have to set up our machine. On an Averon, that means that you should be setting your resistance to hopefully where you now know you want to be setting it to to give you a nice connection from the stroke, but you don't have to heave against it, but at the same time, you're not rowing through air. If you're using the Concept2 app, the uh, Averon rowing app for Concept2, then I want you to set your drag factor to wherever you would normally have it at for any of your rows. Okay, if you have no idea where to set it, set your lever to run about five because too high is the problem, too low isn't a problem. And then afterwards, go to menu more options, display drag factor, and I want you to set your lever to round about 130 drag factor and you can adjust from there. All right, next up, let's go to our foot straps. And this one on the left has come undone. Oh no, would I stop the video recording? No. Foot strap height then. You want to set your foot stretcher height so that you can get into the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position comfortably all right i'm a little bit not warmed up yet so i can't quite get there but that's the point you want to be comfortable if you're set too high in the foot plates then you can kind of get a little bit jammed up if you're set too low you can go scooting past that vertical position which sends your backside out beneath you and you lose a whole bunch of power by that happening all right good ballpark here is that the strap covers the bottom lace of your shoe or uh, the balls of your feet which is normally around about the same place, unless you're wearing Converse, in which case it's not the same place, it's a bit confusing. So, right, four minute warm up, we're gonna start this at a nice kind of low intensity, just connect your feet to your hands, let your body warm up, let your system warm up, and then we'll increase power for the second minute, do some drills, and then we'll have a one minute rest, and then we'll get into the kind of rest of the row, because remember, this isn't a separate warm up, kinda, it's all kind of flowing into each other. Does that make sense? Great, I'm gonna stop talking, I'm going so fast. <laughs> so let's get going in five, four, Three, two, one. Right. So round about 20 strokes a minute, we're gonna be rowing this warm-up at. And like I say, I just want you to get used to your feet connecting to your arms. So my second stroke just then, I completely missed it and I felt this jolt happening because I'd kind of, my, my legs pushed before my hands connected and therefore my upper body then connected to it a little bit late and I felt this kind of sudden jolt happening. So that's a good indicator for you because what you should feel is that as you come forwards with a forwards tilt and arms straight, what should happen is as you push with your feet, you'll feel like a surge, an acceleration of power into the machine. 
Okay, so it like your accelerates, it's like surges into it. <laughs> it's a really hard thing to describe. Right, now I want you to just increase that surge a little bit here. Just push harder with the legs. So remember you adjust your power by how much you push with your legs or your stroke rate. And then obviously, if you push harder with your legs and increase your stroke rate, you go even faster. But pushing your legs harder is also a way to help you increase your stroke rate. It's all wrapped up in itself. It's almost like it's a complicated sport. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't worry, I know I'm a little bit random today. That's part because I'm so cold, but part because we've got half an hour rowing together, so. I can take my time. So in two strokes time, I want you to put one foot on the ground and continue rowing, okay? Now I know I'm still down at 20 strokes a minute for this first four minutes warm up. I know I said it'd be a little bit faster, but that was for the main row. Okay, so warm up, it's just so <laughs> in my head to row warm ups at 20 strokes a minute. I think my head would probably explode if I tried to row warm up at a different stroke rate. Swap your feet. Well, swap your feet and straps. Unless you swap your feet, that'd be a bit intense. Row with the other foot strapped in. And this is helping, hopefully helping, with this compression into the front of the machine. Remember I said I was a little bit, because I wasn't warm yet, and I was finding it hard to get into that vertical position at the front then rowing with just one foot in the straps makes it easier. One more here, put your feet back in, strap up, legs straight, and row with just your back and arms. So that means swinging with your back and then pulling in your arms. Out with the arms, rock forwards. And do avoid the temptation, this is a do what I say, not what I do, of over leaning forwards and over-leaning backwards. You're really only looking for one o'clock forwards, 11 o'clock backwards. Okay, let's roll into the front, arms straight, forwards tilt, push out with the legs. And the important thing here is really to try and concentrate on that forwards tilt and keeping your arms straight. Okay, and pushing out with your legs. Push while you connect. Now, we're coming up for our one minute first pause. You can either pause or you can do some light rowing just to keep your body moving. So I'm just gonna go light rowing just to keep my body moving, but also to stop the timer on, on the machine from just stopping on me. So I'm really, if before I was rowing at like five out of 10 effort, right now I'm running about three out of 10 effort just to keep moving. Of course, the other reason is that I know that if I stop moving, I'll freeze. <laughs> well, not freeze. I think I'm over-exaggerating somewhat, but even moving backwards and forwards in this cold air, my hands are really cold. <laughs> so, right, we're gonna get into what we could affectionately call the main session in 20 seconds time. And this is gonna be rowing around about 22 strokes a minute. A little bit faster. Don't worry if you don't hit 22. 
Just follow me for stroke rate. So when I take a stroke, you take a stroke. Okay, one more here. That's our minute up. So let's get into 22 strokes a minute. Might take a couple of strokes just to fall into the rhythm. And when it comes to pace, you know, it doesn't really matter as long as it feels round about what you were rowing at in the second minute of the warm-up in terms of intensity, that should be okay. I mean, ideally you'd be going one or two seconds faster than you were in the warm-up, just as a result of pushing your legs harder in order to get up to 22 strokes a minute. But don't stress if you're not, this is about increasing the amount of time that you can row for on the rowing machine. Not just physically, but mentally as well. I mean, if you've never really rowed for a long period of time, I mean, I know people that will go into the gym, will sit down on the rowing machine, they'll make it to about six minutes and then mentally they just completely go, now nah, I'm done with this. And usually that's because they don't really have any kind of structure to what they're doing. And so they just go six minutes in, bored now. <laughs> and so that's why it's an idea to sit down with at least some kind of format to the row you've got ahead of you. Because I'm sure if I say to those people, just row five times one minute hard, one minute easy, they'd easily make it to 10 minutes. But because they just sit down and flap up and down the rail for a few minutes, they don't enjoy it. So, even though obviously you love and enjoy your rowing, it may well be that this is gonna be the first time that you've put in, well, like I said, 25 minutes worth of effort spread over half an hour. Or if you're gonna follow along with me and do some just really light rowing in those one minutes, and it will be half an hour's worth of rowing. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> this may be the longest you've been on the machine for. And that's a good thing, because the longer you can row, it shows the fitter that you're getting, the stronger you're getting, and I'd have to hope that now that we're at this stage, if you're following the zero to hero plan, that if you've just started out, then, I mean, the first, say, four or five sessions, just because of the way you sit in a rowing machine, there is a kind of inevitable discomfort to your backside when you're rowing. But as long as you're rowing with a good posture and not smishing your glutes, then eventually, that pain just goes away. 
so that you can get to this duration without any discomfort. Okay, two more strokes, and then you can get your nice back off. So nice and easy, or stop and have a drink. I was considering stopping and taking off my shell, but still a bit too cold. Maybe after the next one. It's a very British thing to complain about the weather, really. I know everybody does, but it's like, hello. The weather today is frightful. <laughs> and I mean, I know that there's a lot of you out there who are going, minus three, you're complaining about minus three. Well, I'm just a soft Scottish person. Usually in Scotland, it's kind of eight degrees. It's only ever really plus or minus 10 degrees. Whereas I know from like when the last time I went to Canada, in minus 32, that was cold. <laughs> okay, one more here. And let's continue back into that 22 strokes a minute pace. Or stroke rate more like. And I'll try and concentrate on getting forwards into that shin's vertical position because I now do feel warmed up. And the whole point for uh, the shins vertical thing is it gives you the optimum amount of ability to push out with your legs. You might think that going past vertical would be even better. But like I said before we started, the first problem is that when you come forwards, your body kind of tightens up like a spring almost. And that transition point between sliding forwards and then pushing out with your legs, because you're compressed and sprung up into the front, your body wants to release. And so what you do is you come forwards, hold it. You don't hold it, but like for a tenth of a second, you're in at that transition point before you push with the legs. And what you want to do is get your heels planted into the foot plates so that your legs push the machine away from you. And that power, the entire power you can generate from your legs goes into the machine. However, when you slide past vertical and you overcompress, you're really winding up that spring into the front of the machine and it's desperate to release and it's looking for the easiest way to release. And usually, because as you go past vertical, and your heels come off the foot plates, the angle that your body is now in means the path of least resistance is to send your backside out from underneath you. And what that then does is it robs you of potential push, kind of the full length of your legs, because your backside's already 
started going backwards, which also means that when I talk about pushing with the legs, connecting your arms to the machine at the same time, and then feeling that surge and hanging off the handle as you put the power into the machine, if your backside is already halfway down the rail, then you don't get that connection. So lots of times people will say to me when I'm looking at their technique that they can't get that connection right. They don't feel like they're really loading up their back and arms. And it's usually a combination of the backside scooting out from underneath them and then swinging their upper back too soon. Okay, three strokes. Right, then we got our next, after this stroke, our next wee rest. So I'm gonna quickly take my shell off. Hopefully the timer won't stop. Or if it does, yeah, it has. I'll be a couple of seconds behind. Ooh, look at that. A relatively good costume change. So how do I deal with the fact that my counter stopped for two seconds? I'm gonna shut my mouth for two strokes. <laughs> There'll be a quick edit and we'll be back on time again. Hello from the future. <laughs> so that was our third, well, second real work section after the warm up. And we're about to get into the next one. One more here. And that's us 15 minutes into today's workout, which we're halfway. You know what that means. I'm gonna start, I was about to say singing Bon Jovi at you, but don't worry, I wouldn't sing at you. Sorry, I slowed down my stroke right there. Too busy making a joke. But yeah, it's Bon Jovi time, because we're halfway there. That's what I'm on about. Now, can you see me okay? I don't know if this is a too subtle a t-shirt. I don't want to be blending in with the background. Nice colour, you wouldn't lose me in the snow, would you? Anyway, right. <laughs> See, I've said before, this is the danger of the longer rows. The short stuff, I don't really have time to get distracted. I kind of have to be on point. This is what we're doing. This is how to do it. But, as the rows get longer, there's much more space for me to talk rubbish. Just you wait. Once we get up to the 40 minutes, I'll start talking about the perfect spaghetti bolognese recipe and playing the drums. And Anyway, about 12 minutes ago, I was talking about posture, wasn't I? because we got as far as the slide into the front of the machine and why that's important. But 
hand in hand with that is the need for a good posture. Sitting up on your sit bones as you come forwards. And when I talk about the common things that I see when people are struggling to row, the biggest kind of indicator that someone isn't quite in the right position is their posture. And so what I see often is people with their hips pointing backwards as they come forwards. And then their tailbone is tucked underneath them. So they have a really rounded posture. In fact, I'll take two strokes to demonstrate. Okay, hang on. I don't want to do too many, but here we go. So they're like this. Everything pointed backwards. If we go back to normal now. And that just destroys your rowing stroke. It destroys your ability to put power into the machine. It makes it less efficient, so you get tired a lot quicker. And it's the primary cause of discomfort to your backside. And although I do have a phrase, embrace the discomfort, that's not to do with your backside. <laughs> Whereas if you're up on your sit bones and you're just tilting forwards and backwards, it's much kinder to your backside. One more stroke here, then we get our minute easy. So again, you can stop, have a drink, or you can do what I've done, where I've just backed off to 20 strokes a minute. My pace is 10 seconds slower than it was before. And the point of this, the point of the rests and the breaks is not only to make it a little bit easier for those that have never rode this long before, but also to keep your heart rate under control. So by just having this rest, your heart rate will drop hopefully a few beats per minute, or if nothing else, it'll stop climbing. And it'll keep it in that magical zone two, which you might have heard about. Two more strokes. One more stroke. And let's go back up to 22 strokes a minute. And then right about 10 seconds faster than that easy pace I was just at. If you Google, or whatever your preferred search engine is, training protocols, you will see time and time again, especially recent posts, people talking about the importance of zone two training. And that's where your heart rate is between, like, it sometimes varies what people say, but let's say between 55 and 70% of your maximum heart rate. And that's your real maximum heart rate, not your 
mass calculated heart rate. This 220 minus your age works for a bulk of the population, but there's so many outliers on that curve that you're best to do to actually find out what your max heart rate is. As long, of course, as it's safe for you to do so. I don't want you to do something and then injure yourself or have a bad turn and then say, that roll-on guy told me to do it. Only work up at maximum effort if you know your body can take it, okay? I'm just here to suggest workouts and things for you, but you know you, I only know me. And so I know that if I roll between 110 and 125 heart rate, as my thing beeps at me, I'm in zone two. And that zone two is perfectly situated in your heart rate bands to help your core fitness grow, increase your foundation fitness. And this is what I've said many times, is that you need that strong foundation if you want to build speed and performance. They come on top of your good foundation. There's no point being fast if you can't be fast for more than 15 seconds. And so that's where these rows come in. But also, because zone two is usually a low stroke rate, it's perfect for working on your technique because you have the time to think, drive back, arms, arms back, legs, legs back, arms, arms back, legs. Whereas, if you're rowing it in zone five, up at max, at like 30, 34 strokes a minute or higher, you don't have time to think about technique. And so this is where your kind of default technique is really ground in to your brain. Your muscle memory comes from rowing these kind of sessions and thinking about a good technique. Arms away, forward rock, then knees. Arms, rock, knees. Okay, two more strokes. One more. And this is our last minute easy. Okay, so back off. Keep moving if you want. Stop and have a drink if you want. And then after this easy minute, we'll then go into the last five minutes of today's workout, just solidly. We won't stop for a minute at the end because that would only be 29 minutes. And that wouldn't be very satisfying, would it? It's like my wife has a thing about swimming where she kind of always has to do even lengths and preferably like 10, 20, 30, 40. 
And if she did 36, she'd be like, oh, that's unsatisfying. <laughs> Whatever keeps you going. <laughs> One more stroke here. Okay, so back up to 22 again for five minutes. So it's only 110 strokes if you hold 22 and then we're all done. And I like, see if you can break things down into strokes and count them down. For me anyway, I find that kind of, it's not motivating. I find it makes the row easier. There's a challenge right now about rowing 250 meters at 20 strokes a minute as fast as you can. I say right now, chances are when you watch this, that challenge will be over, so there's no point in me telling you where it is. Uh, but it takes me 18 strokes to get through that 250 meters at 20 strokes a minute. So all I do is count down from 18 and just give it everything. And that I can do. Weirdly, if I counted up to 18, it feels more difficult. And it's the same with when I'm doing weights, because you tend to, or I tend to do sets of 12, like three sets of 12. And I'll sometimes do eights at a heavier weight, but three sets of 12. And I find mentally, it's much easier to get through the session counting down from 12 rather than up to 12. So much of rowing in terms of performance and getting through longer rows is about keeping your brain distracted with other things or at least not letting your brain dwell on effort or time. So, said before, if you've never really done a full half hour row before, rather than thinking about 30 minutes, just think about three minutes at a time. Just concentrate on getting into the next three minutes and then the next and the next, rather than looking at 30 as a whole. So what I do for an hour, I'll just break it down to five minute chunks. Or like a half marathon, 21,097 meters. I just break that down into 3,000 meter chunks. And that way, I'm only ever looking at how I'm doing over those 3,000. And although, yeah, I know I've got a full half marathon in front of me, but I'm not just looking at that as a huge amount of meters to churn out in about an hour and 20 minutes. Because if you ever <laughs> sat down in the rowing machine and said, right, I'm going to row for 80 minutes. Your first thought is, really, do I want to do that? But 3,000 meters is easy. So 
play tricks on your brain. It's the same with trying to think about squeezing a bit extra pace. Say you were rowing at 24 strokes a minute, say, to do a 10K. Then row the first 20 as you would, but then the next four increase the power from your legs. Just four strokes. Yep, you'll work a little harder. And as you enter the next minute, you'll feel just a slight increase in exertion, but five or six strokes in, you'll go back to normal again. But you'll have squeezed an extra second or two of pace out because of those four faster strokes and you'll have got improvements to your power and fitness too. Okay, we're almost there. Three strokes. Let's go three strokes. One more stroke. Now hopefully I got that timed properly with the little pause that I did. Who knows? Anyway, that's it. 30 minutes done. I feel how, right, how you should feel after that is that your heart rate's up, heart rate's up, your breathing's heavier than normal, you know you've just rode for 30 minutes, but it doesn't feel hard. You could basically go, I could do some more now, even though you're kind of like, ooh, that was ooh, 30 minutes of work. And that's the ideal exertion for these zone two, low intensity, bottom tier workouts that will really help build up your system because you're not taxing your body doing a roll like that, you're working your body and it goes, oh, do we do this now? And everything in your system will then kind of go, right, we need to be a bit more efficient about what we do with bloods and del delivering oxygen and getting carbon dioxide out, having that transferred in. Right, so we have to do that a bit better. The heart has to pump a bit better. All right, cool. Muscles, yep, they need to work a bit better. But you're not like, it's, it's almost like you're giving space for your body to kind of write all this down as you're going and it goes, hmm, we're doing this now. Whereas when you go into like a Tabata workout, your body's just going, oh no, what's happening? And you're working absolutely. And it just kind of says, right, uh, we just have to increase muscle and uh, VO2 max. That's all we've got our mind on. Just keep going, keep going. Do you get me? Probably means, it's probably rubbish, but that's how I see it in my head, okay? Is that, <laughs> that your brain's writing it all down and then your brain's panicking for the high intensity. Not panicking, it's just kind of going, ah. Hmm. Should I go? I probably should. So thank you very much for joining me for this 30-minute row. Hopefully you're feeling the results um, as we're working our way through the Zero to Hero plan, if that's what you're rowing this for. If you're not, and this is a standalone workout, then welcome along. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, this is kind of what I'm like, talking away the whole time. If you don't like the sound of my voice, hit mute, put on some music. <laughs> so well, hopefully you do, because there's tidbits of useful stuff in here. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for joining me on this one. Um, uh, I'm sorry, just suddenly all the options of hashtags have just popped into my head for how to finish because I like to give out a hashtag in case you're going to post uh, that you did this row on your socials somewhere, you can post a hashtag, okay? So that hashtag is Zone2Rocks, okay? So just put that as your hashtag, Zone2Rocks. And then people will kind of see it and go, oh, someone else talking about Zone2. But actually, it doesn't matter if people are bored of it because it actually works, all right? So thank you once again for joining me for this row. Hopefully, I will see you in another video, whether it's the next in the Zero to Hero series or any of the other ones up here. I look forward to seeing you then. So until then, take care, be well. Bye-bye.